1: Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We have such a fun conversation for all of you listeners today, as I am joined by KickServeRadio.com founder and our dear friend, Andy Zodin, to help preview the 2024 Arizona Tennis Classic. As you listeners can tell, our team is excited to get back down to Phoenix to cover what is always an exceptional event. Obviously, this year, no exception to that rule. You look at the field right now, 10 top 50 players, 10 of them entered into what is an ATP Challenger 175k event. Now, it always helps to be located second week of Indian Wells on the schedule, but if even a third of the names currently on the entry list do show up to this event, Buckle your seatbelts, folks. Book your tickets right now. It's going to be a real fun week. And certainly to have the opportunity to preview that field with Andy to talk about what makes this Arizona Tennis Classic special. It's always a pleasure to share the mic with Andy Zoden, just the energy he brings, the enthusiasm for the sport. It's really fun for me to match, and I'm really looking forward to getting the opportunity to work with him again in Phoenix all week long. Certainly enjoying uh, the opportunity here today to offer all of you listeners a preview of more of what's to come, because I do think it's always electric when Andy and I have that chance to share the microphone. So again, on today's show, we break down a ridiculous 2024 Arizona tennis classic field, discuss what makes this event special, and so much more. It's a fantastic conversation that I'm certain all of you listeners are going to enjoy. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with the one and only Andy Zoden. Joining us on the podcast once again today to help us get excited for the 2024 Arizona Tennis Classic is a man I know I am certainly looking forward to seeing down in Phoenix. Of course, he is a man who helped us cover the event last season, a man who you can hear just about every week over on KickServerRadio.com, which of course is now an official podcast on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network alongside of us. Welcome back. To our show, Andy Zoden, host of that KickServe Radio Podcast. Andy, welcome back. It is good to see your smiling face, my friend. Well, it
0: is not much more fun that I have in the entire year than sitting opposite of you, Alex Gruskin, and trying to get reminded of my advanced age. I just try to keep (laughs) up. You have got the beat on everything going on with these young players. I always find it to be a very educational experience and a fun one at that. So thank you.
1: Well, it is my pleasure to get the chance to pick your brain always as well. And I mean, look, before we get into this year's field and there are 10 top 50 players, so we got a lot to talk about. First and foremost, let's just remind the listeners, you and I have had the opportunity to attend a lot of different events over the years. I'd rank this Arizona Tennis Classic right up there with any of them. I'm curious if you feel the same way. Actually, I know you feel the same way. I'm curious as to why you feel that way.
0: I think it it, it makes me feel somewhat nostalgic, yeah. Alex, in that I grew up in Houston, Texas, and I always found that the, the tournament at River Oaks Country Club was an extremely intimate venue where you saw brilliant tennis, but it was relaxed and there was an element of Uh, access to the players that we had people didn't bother the players but they liked being that close to them uh the venue at at the phoenix country club reminds me of that you're close to the court you're close to the players everything that johnny levine does with that tournament is first class from the hospitality the way the treat the players are treated and the fields have been phenomenal both in the singles and the doubles so For a a pro tennis experience outside of going to the U.S. Open or going to Indian Wells or one of the really big marquee events around the world, it's really hard to find something that checks more boxes than that Arizona tennis classic.
1: You mentioned it perfectly. You said the word, the intimate experience. I was having this conversation on a different podcast about the Australian Open, how they put a million people through the gates this year. And big picture, obviously, for tennis. That's an awesome number to hear. As a fan in person... Boy, would that be miserable because you just feel like you're going to be overwhelmed at all times. There are going to be similar people with similar interests trying to crowd you out for a spot and trying to, again, watch that same match, steal the experience you're searching for, that's just not going to happen at Phoenix. And that doesn't mean there aren't jam packed crowds. There are really good crowds at this event. But you're absolutely right. Like, you're just going to be guaranteed that in person experience, that chance to, I always say, see these players in person. It's different than anything else. Because, first of all, what is the difference between us mortals, Andy, and these pro athletes? The legs. Like, just right away, you look at their legs and you're just like, oh, That's the calf you need to be a pro tennis player. That's why they can move like they do. The other thing I always say is, and I feel this so particularly strongly about in-person men's tennis, there are times when I watch it and, you know, I like to pride myself as an expert. I like to think I watch more tennis or as much as just about anyone in the world. But you watch it in person and you're like, I don't know how he won. Like, he made a few more first serves. Like, this guy's forehand was a little bit better today. It's just, it's different than trying to watch it on a live stream.
0: The margins, Alex, as we both know, are so razor thin. And when I first interviewed Brad Gilbert in advance of the 2019 inaugural Arizona tennis classic, he said, what's going to be cool about that tournament is that you're going to be seeing guys playing there that you've never heard of that suddenly might jump off the television and become a household name later that year. Well, wouldn't you know it, Matteo Berrettini, who was ranked seven, 57 in the world, going into that tournament, wins the tournament, saves a couple of match points in the final against Mikhail Kukushkin. And suddenly this guy that was, of course, all the women in the play. I mean, you know what kind of presence this guy has. I don't know. He's the Hugo Boss guy. I mean, <laughs> but suddenly I'm watching this guy play Roger Federer in the round of 16 at Wimbledon a little later that summer. And a little later that summer, I'm watching him play Rafael Nadal in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. He's eight in the world. And there's a number of these guys. We saw Casper Root as a young guy play there in 2019. We saw uh, Lorenzo Sonigo play there young. I mean, Yannick Sinner was in the draw. Unfortunately, the tournament got canceled that year. So the beauty of it is, is that you're getting a sneak preview at the next group of guys that are going to be battling it out for spots in the top 20, possibly the top 10.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's funny. I was on a different show. I had a guest called Travis Kelsey. I uh, call, excuse me, Matteo Berrettini, the Italian Travis Kelsey. Didn't hate the comparison, for what it's worth. And you're absolutely right to get to see him in person, or you know, again, a Nuno Borges who's gone on to consolidate his top seventy five spot winner last year. I always say, you know, during April, May, Yannick Struf was having all of this success. Where did that start? It started. at the event in Phoenix last year, which is when he regained that rhythm and goes on to the run that saw him ultimately re-enter the top 35 of the rankings, gets me excited about who we're going to get to see break out from this year's field, Andy, because, oh my God, like, again, you've had the privilege of going to all of these events. I unfortunately just got started last year. I'll put you on the spot. Is this the best field, this 2024 field? Which, again, some of them might have success at Indian Wells, so it's not guaranteed we're going to get to see them all. But 10 top 50 players, you know, Andy Murray is always going to put butts in seats, but it's guys like Jack Draper, who I'm telling you, like, it's when, not if, he's a top 20 player in the world. Or. You know, get pick a name off the list. There are a lot of good ones. Your thoughts on this field?
0: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: I'm I'm surprised we've been on this segment for as long as we have without you mentioning your boy Nuno Borges. <laughs> so, who's the defending champion? And with the year that he's had so far, beating Grigor at at the Australian and the run that he made there, you know, we saw Sasha Shapchenko make a great run to the final and defeating. Uh, I think he beat uh, Gael Monfils and Berrettini along the way. So I I would almost rely – I'm not going to shuck the question here and try to try to dodge it, but I think you're probably more suited because the Alexander Kovaceviches of the world and these young guys that are about to break in. What I loved about the tournament last year, yeah. what made it the best experience for me, was watching you and your team address these young players and all that you knew about them and the relationship. You may have only been doing this a year, but you seem like you've been out there a while because all of these guys gravitate toward you and you've got that, that, that ability to relate to this young field of pros. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes on you and seeing who you're close to. Cause those are the guys that I have a feeling are, are about to break out. But, but to your point, you got Annie Murray in, in the draw, but Berrettini is coming back. He's always a crowd favorite. The first year I was there, Alex, Jamie Murray, and Neil Skupski won the double. So what's cool yeah. about this event is you can watch a couple of guys, you can play, watch two doubles, you know, Rajiv Ram and, and 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 Sean Salisbury last year. And we've seen some of the Austin Krycheks played it a couple of times. And suddenly you watch guys that you were just watching in Arizona play the quarters and suddenly they're in a slam final yeah. later that year. So I think that adds a yeah. lot to what a, a super challenger field is, but you're right. Yon Leonard Striff last year, you know, looked great and really was just a terrific guy. We've watched Rohan Bopana play there and thinking, well, there's another guy that's kind of a journeyman doubles player. Gosh, one in the world in doubles right now, you know? So it's like all of these things that you don't necessarily know that you just saw the best field. It's kind of like a draft class and you see these guys all get drafted. And two years later, you go, Oh, that was the greatest draft class of all time because in retrospect, you can see what they've now done. So, I, I think that trying to look at it in advance, you just have to say this event is going to put people in front of you that you would have never known that you were going to be a fan of come Wimbledon in the U.S. Open.
1: It's really well said. And again, we didn't even mention Rampras, Rajiv Ram, who with right. Joe Salisbury, they were at this event last year. They win the tour finals, U.S. Open again. I appreciate your kind words about my interviewing skills. You know, it helps to be really handsome. Something we share. For sure. And you'll get to that
0: point. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I'm not a silver Fox yet, but I'm on my (laughs) pathway to being there. Let me tell you. It's overrated. Um, (laughs) Um, Look, it's hard to pick a name out of this field, like the entry list right now. First of all, that the ranking cutoff to get into the main draw is 69 in the rankings. You, that's, if the you are, high,
0: that's the lowest it's been or the highest yeah. it's been, I guess. Whatever a, you, if you yeah.
1: are the 70th ranked player in the world, you have to play qualify. Right. That's right. that's crazy. That's that nuts. is that is as that's like ATP 500 level good. And again, this is a 175 K event. I mentioned Jack Draper already. Like he is going, I'm telling you, rankings-wise, because he was injured last year, so it's a free runway for him to pick up a lot of points. I'm concerned we're not going to see him because he's going to be doing well at Indian Wells, but this guy is going to be a top 20 player. It's when, not if, for the lefty, and so he's just
0: another one of those yeah. big lefty, Ben Shelton, Denis Shapovalov guys, and that sort of in that vein with 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 the weaponry and the yeah. guy that's I think that lefty serve has a similar advantage to a lefty pitcher in baseball. And Jack Draper is certainly, you know, in in that class of players. But but what you just said there about Indian Wells, Alex, also needs to be mentioned because you talk about the cutoff being 69. That doesn't even take into consideration the fact that Johnny Levine's no dummy nor is Miguel Nito and Weller Evans. And they know that they they're going to hold on to three, four wild cards to see what happens at Indian Wells. And so, therefore, in the first year that I was there, David Goffin showed up as the number one seed because he lost a little bit unexpectedly early at Indian Wells. And we see that happening to guys. I think Sock and Isner pulled a big upset over the number one doubles team in the world a couple of years ago. Metkish and Pavik, I think, is and they ended up being there. They were ranked one in the world at the time. So you see things happen at Indian Wells that then suddenly cause You know, this little seismic ripple in the draw in Phoenix. So we can say all we want about how great it is right now. It's only going to get better.
1: Absolutely. And again, guys like Roman Sefulin, who has been a rising star over the past few years, former top ranked junior in the world, who's finally healthy, playing his best. Marcos Girone, 30, 31 years old, but talk about a guy who's playing the best tennis of his career. Smoking hot year. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Finals in Dallas, semifinals. Del Rey playing really good ball. The other unexpected name I just want to put on your radar now, and hopefully he gets there, 21-year-old Italian Flavio Caboli. I'm really excited to see him in person because there are athletes, and then there are athletes. And he's in the latter category, Andy. The fluidity, just like it feels like he's a guy who I don't know how good at tennis he is right now, but that's a competitor. And that's a guy who's just figuring it out as he goes. And boy, is that a scary thing because once he does figure it all out, all the skills are there. Like that's the other thing about Draper is I keep coming back to him. He's just such a complete player already. Like you think, oh, I gotta stay away from his forehand because that's the one he tees off with behind the serve. That's actually what he's baiting you into doing. Like his backhand does not break down. And, you know, again, Kaboli's the same way where it's just everything's really springy. You know, you like the college tennis ties, former UCLA All-American Yana Kaufman, two NCAA singles champions in Mackie McDonald, Marcos Giron, who, by the way, were teammates on a team that lost in the semifinals of the NCAA tournament. That 2014 UCLA team, they're not going to give me the budget for a 30 for 30, but I'll do a 7 for 7 on them, like I promise, at some point in my career. More broadly, just what I'm trying to say is, it's a stack dry. Andy. It, it's a really good one.
0: Well, Giron and, and, and Mackie McDonald are both showstoppers sure. um, in their own way. And they represent what, what Johnny loves about his tournament, which is giving these young Americans that stage to really shine. But getting back to your boy Caboli, I think right now, a lot of what people want to see are, Italians on the tennis court because right. we really saw a sneak peek of that back in 2019 with Berrettini and Sonego. And there were a few other Italians in that draw. And now you got Yannick Center really almost is the the it guy going into Indian Wells and in all of men's tennis coming off of the Davis Cup and then the Australian Open. And so Italian tennis, I think, overall is one of those situations where you've got um, you know all of the boats kind of raise with, with with the same tide and i think italian tennis across the board is in a similar place to maybe where rafa and, and and the spaniards took took spanish tennis for a while is it just these guys all have it in their own backyard and there's a certain level of confidence and swagger as if italian players need any more of that but they have it and i think that 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 is really kind of the the it european country right now because of the davis cup and because of of center anybody that's on the court that's from italy yeah i'm sitting down and getting my popcorn ready because there's a pretty good chance i'm about to be massively entertained
1: now they're doing some really good things in that italian tennis federation in terms of developing talent and providing opportunities for their young players and certainly again a bunch of them uh, caboli sinner Arnaldi, right a 96 like he's still he can just stay healthy it exactly there's just there's a lot of really talented players coming up the Italian Federation, Luciano Darderi just won his first title in the February swing so yeah again put your butt in the seat with Flavio Cololli that. you know, that's another right, really another i think guy. there's 5 23 and under in Sonigo, the top 100 so, who used to
0: be Cinego, but i guess he's yeah, yeah,
1: exactly they're all putting in a run <laughs> right. and you know again to put together a field like this You need an event that appeals to these players. And obviously, we both know the mastermind behind it all, our dear friend Johnny Levine. Talk to me about the efforts you see behind the scenes, what he does to make an event like this possible.
0: Well, just so the people know, you know, Johnny's not just a a tournament director, but he's a former player. He and I were teammates at the University of Texas. And when he got there in 1981, he was the number one player at UT the minute he walked on that campus and he had to follow in the footsteps of, of Kevin Curran and Steve Denton and Gary Plock and guys that you know really made their mark, particularly Curran and Denton on the pro tour. And then, and then it was Johnny. And so he you know he developed a real deep rooted love for the game. And I think he is someone in American tennis that has always been well-liked and well-respected. He had a good go of it on the tour himself, uh, got to a couple of uh, slam quarterfinals with Eric Corita in his final year on tour in 88. Uh, And he's just always been a part of tennis. He's gone into business and married and kids and a family guy living in Phoenix, but he never lost his love and his passion. And one of the things about Johnny, I think this probably goes for his wife, Polly, as well, is that everything they do in their life is five star. And that's not to to say like in a spoiled way, it's just, that's how they roll. And that's what they do for their family. And that's what they do for their friends. And that's what Johnny wants to do for pro tennis in the United States. And we do a podcast with Mats Fielander and Mats has always said, it's only going to be better for American tennis if there are more good tournaments on American soil. So thank you, Johnny, for contributing to that effort and for giving people an opportunity to say well i can't make it to the us open i can't even get to indian wells this year here's another great destination opportunity and alex you probably heard me say it last year it may go from the sunshine double to the sunshine triple because i think that now that uh, this arizona tennis classic has kind of elevated itself to the level that it has i i think you have to consider those three tournaments to be you know legitimate great hardcore pro tournaments in the united states that time of year
1: absolutely it's an exceptional event it happens at a really fun time it feels like always in the state last year was the world baseball classic but i know this year you'll have spring training and it's always around saint paddy's day scottsdale's not too far for those people inclined to pursue that line of interest as well like you're absolutely right and again they've just
0: cleaned up the city from the waste management golf all
1: tournament right. you know exactly. now,
0: they're now ready for another event yeah. after that thing left out
1: and people are still a little boozy like that's that's half the fun all, so, uh, always yeah no and so it it's an awesome event and Look, there's a reason the players keep coming back as well. Like they all just want to go sneak off onto the golf course. That's all they're plotting all day as they wait to play their matches. And yeah, the facilities are second to none. The event is second to none. The Also, the other thing worth mentioning is it's for an exceptional cause, right? Raising money for uh, the Phoenix Children's Hospital. I know that's, that's something that's always been really dear to Johnny.
0: No doubt. And they've done unbelievably well with that. To be able to throw an event like that and have that kind of prize money, have that kind of hospitality – and, and really do this thing the right way. and still give the Phoenix Children's Hospital north of a six figure check every year. I mean, come on now, that that's yeah. that's a big deal.
1: Uh, It's second to none. And you mentioned it first rate, that's everything first class Johnny Levine does. And that's why we are so excited to get down there. I know you will be down there as well. And certainly we will be back on the microphone together to talk about everything we see unfold. I am curious more broadly, since I have you, what have your thoughts been? On these first two months of this ATP WTA season, you enjoying the tennis that's unfolded oh, this year? How
0: could, yeah! How could you not? I mean, you're, you're you're seeing great things from from you know to see Center breakthrough. I think yeah. was 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 tremendous. Obviously, to see Arena Sabalenka, I think in in 23 to see her win Australia was a big relief for tennis fans. I think to see her win at a second year in a row now puts her in a, in a different class of champion. And now the expectations of her are a lot higher. And I think that she seems like she's a little bit more calm and professional sure. You're watching Coco golf. I mean, she, she came out on the courts and she's, she's sustained a couple of tough losses this year, but to just look at her physically, I mean, that's not a little girl anymore. Uh-huh. I mean, she is a full grown athletic woman and she is going to be here for the for the long haul. And uh, you know, obviously there's there's been some great matches and and, and some great storylines on the women's tour. And you know, obviously Djokovic, you know, looking to be somewhat mortal by losing in Australia. I mean, you know, for Sinner to do that was uh, was amazing. And some of the fives, I mean the amount of five set tie breaks that we saw. I mean Australia and then and then just all of what we have seen since you mentioned marcos your and i watched i tuned in one night i think it was in in dallas when he just took front francis tiafoe apart yeah. um and so to see a guy like that who we really like watching play so well taylor fritz still in the top 10 i just think there's a lot of great storylines can't wait to get to indian wells i'm sorry you and i are going to miss each other but very very relieved to know that we will be reuniting in phoenix and it was such a fun it was so fun having you guys that there last year because i feel like with what mats and johnny and i do from the old school perspective gives one perspective but to watch the young guys doing what you do alex and you're one of the young up-and-coming superstars in this industry and to be able to to spend time with you it really keeps me young and i I do really appreciate it
1: well you're my hype man i mean i i need you next (laughs) to me when we go to scottsdale uh, i make you look tall i mean let's
0: (laughs) face it right there's that
1: (laughs) Your words, not mine, my friend. But no, I appreciate you saying that. And sincerely, the atmosphere you, Johnny, everyone sets, it just felt like a family atmosphere, which that's what makes this sport always so special to me. Like I already told this to Johnny when we spoke with him on the show. There will be a day where I'm going to sit you, him, all your former Texas teammates down. And I just want to hear stories like I just want to hear all the stories because I got blips of it last year in five to seven minute bursts but i need 30 minutes maybe even with the microphones hot i was
0: about to say you might be able to do that in phoenix because there's a gary plock will be there this year the crawford the the infamous and famous crawford brothers randy who went to tcu but doug who was our teammate doug snyder who uh his parents just both passed in the last few months may they both rest in peace our former coach dave snyder and then his wife nancy but but we're all going to be there, and uh, it, that is an that is one of the neat things about the the Longhorn program is that we do stay very close. And Johnny always gets a lot of support from uh, from UT Tennis because we're very proud of what he's done with that event, and to be able to to share that energy with with young guys like yourself and then these players that maybe you're right maybe they are there to just play golf but i don't know i think there's more to it than that alex
1: <laughs> yeah no i agree with you <laughs> maybe again. it's just
0: me that's there to play golf Man, <laughs> that's right I, I was confused there for a minute
1: no we're not there to watch tennis you and i are there to hang out like you let's be abundant it. and clear it's an excuse yeah. and certainly a pleasure to get the chance to hang out with you on today's show again everyone can hear you kick serve radio any other things you got to plug before i let you go
0: well i mean we are doing our show at indian wells and we're going to do a kick serve Tom presents an evening with Ario Speedwagon frontman Kevin Cronin Matt Spielander, myself, it's going to be, I'm going to do my best Alex Gruskin up there because I'm just <laughs> going to try to be clever and high energy and keep the thing moving. And then of course, Kevin will do the heavy lifting on the guitar and on the vocals, but, but, but Matt's is no slouch as a, as a, as a doubles partner on guitar. So we're going to have some fun. That's Thursday the 7th from four thirty to six on the stage. That's usually occupied by the Brian brothers. They'll be on on Friday night. They're giving us Thursday night. And uh, I'm, 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 Barely treading water as far as the amount of pressure that I'm feeling on this, but but hopefully we'll have some fun and people will laugh laugh along with us.
1: I have no doubt you will succeed. I'll send you some jokes because uh, I've you. got a few. I yeah yeah, Q, yeah, that's the least again. Perfect. Behind every good host is a ghostwriter writing the jokes. I've got mine. Don't you worry about that. But, um, no, Andy, it is always a pleasure to get the chance to speak with you. Appreciate your efforts, Johnny's efforts, and your team, including us in the Arizona Tennis Classic. And obviously looking forward to seeing you then, my friend. So be safe, be healthy, and thank you for joining us today.
0: Thanks for the opportunity, Alex. Keep up the great work. You have got the gift of it, my brother. So keep up the great work. Love listening to you and, and love being with you.
1: Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with KickServeRadio.com founder and our dear friend Andy Zoden, previewing all things 2024 Arizona Tennis Classic. A thank you to Andy as well sincerely, as I alluded to in the intro, to be around his passion, enthusiasm for the sport. It's just always a fun time for me. And I've always so thoroughly appreciated his encouragement of what we're trying to do here at Crack Rackets. So I mean it when I say I cannot wait to share the mic with him once again in Phoenix for the few days that we do overlap. Make sure you're on the lookout for that content on the horizon. And by the way, if you want to hear more about this Arizona Tennis Classic, make sure you go check out my conversation with. Arizona Tennis Classic founder Johnny Levine on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed. Of course, in the meantime, we got plenty of other coverage of everything happening in the tennis world. The mini break podcast, Great Shot podcast, Rockin' and rolling. Our Crack Rackets YouTube channel picking up as well. Uh, a shout out, as always, to our super producer Daniel Westoff for the f- of an editing job he does day in day out, making all of our content possible. By the way, speaking of content on the horizon, college tennis broadcasts every Friday and Sunday on ESPN. Plus, we'll have Big 12, ACC, SEC coverage. Of course, on Sunday, we'll also have Big 10 coverage on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. So... If you're looking for getting more of a tennis fix moving forward, rest assured we've got you covered with everything we are doing here at Cracked Rackets, of course. With all that said, though, that'll do it for today's podcast, for our fantastic guest, Andy Zoden, our super producer, Daniel Westhoff, and from everyone here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.